this afternoon I have an interview with Simon Populan. Simon, uh, thanks for joining us and for taking the time to speak to us. Um, tell me, how long have you been working with the Aboriginal Legal Service and what's your role there? So I've been a um, junior solicitor in the Maury office for about a, a year and a half now. Yeah. Great. How do you find Maury? Well, I, I grew up in Sydney, so it was a bit of a change, but um, I've I've grown to really quite like the lifestyle here. So oh, that's good. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, well, tell me, what does a typical day in your job look like? Aboriginal Legal Service is a free legal service for Indigenous people who have criminal charges. So we'd be representing the majority of um, Indigenous people appearing before the Maori Local Court with those criminal charges. That means that the typical day um, really depends on what's in court. But first thing in the morning, you're calling the cells, seeing if there are any fresh custodies. Um, and if there are, you're, you're going to see those custodies taking instructions on their charges and bail and then appearing in court for their bail. And then the rest of the day really depends on what you have in court. Um, if it's a list day, you're doing uh, mentions and, and sentences. And if it's a hearing day, we could have um, an, any number of, usually around one or two, but any number of hearings before the court that you're um, appearing in. Right, so you're on your feet before the court a lot by the sounds of things. Every week, every week. Yeah. <laughs> do you like that? Uh, personally, I, I, I really do. And I think you, you'd have to if you wanted to um, do this job and, and work in this area because that, that's the main focus. Well, not the main focus of the organisation, but certainly in um, regional areas like this, the main service the ALS provides is that criminal um, representation and you'd have to like that that, that yes. aspect if, um, if if you wanted to do the job. Mm, that's fascinating. Can, can you describe your career path for us into this job? So obviously studied a law degree and where did you go from there? It, while I was studying, I was actually um, working for a criminal barrister, just doing a bit of research. And if it hadn't been for that, I don't think I would have ever found myself here because it was really in seeing how the um, criminal justice system works that I developed that interest. I didn't really have much of an interest beforehand. Um, and after getting that taste, I left university and I spent a year um, as a tip staff in the Supreme Court in the common law division. All right. And that gave me a little bit more exposure, um, for obviously from a very different angle, but more exposure and really confirmed this is what I wanted to do. So it was straight from that job to um, the, the Maury office. Mm, terrific. So what's the career progression pathway like in Aboriginal legal services? It's, as I said, it's a criminal advocacy focused um, role that I'm in. So... That, that's where I'm gaining the majority of my experience. And the, it, it's not uncommon for people doing this job to then um, go to the bar because, I mean, that's really, that mm. advocacy focus is really what you're getting experience in. Mm, that makes good sense, yeah. I imagine your skills in advocacy would be very finely honed in the sorts of matters you're thrown into every day. I don't know if I'd say that, but you do learn very, you do learn very quickly. Um, yes. but that, that being said, the... There are, I know a number of people who've um, gone on to open their own firms or, or left the criminal law 
um, while, while the practical legal experience is in uh, the criminal law, uh, the, the skills that you develop, I, I know can be applied in a number of different areas. Mm. No, it's interesting. Well, I think our current Legal Services Commissioner of New South Wales used to work for Aboriginal Legal Services. So, um, yeah, it certainly can take you in a lot of different pathways, that's for sure. Um, tell me, what do you like best about your role and what's the most challenging things about your role? That probably one in the same. Um, you, you get a lot of responsibility very quickly when you're working in these small offices and that's just through necessity. You don't have a large team that can... Um, Where, where young solicitors can can really uh, lean on the senior practitioners. Of course, out here, you, you do have that support, but you take courage from matters, of matters quite early on. Mm. And many of the issues in those matters, uh, you have you become matters of forensic judgment and it can be hard to exercise that quite early on when you don't have a lot of experience to rely on. But mm. at the same time, it's making those decisions, giving those advice advices appearing in court and arguing um, for your decisions that for, for me at least is what it's all about so that's um really mm. quite rewarding and, and what I like best but at times definitely very challenging yeah it sounds like you could be out of your comfort zone quite a bit in the early days that's for sure um tell me so. you've previously explained that part of your career path um I've previously heard you speak at our Student Law Association that you were assisted in sort of coming to this job through contacts and networks you'd made with other legal practitioners. Um, tell me, how does that work for you and why do you think that might be an important skill as a law student to think about? I, I always struggled with that idea when I was a law student, the idea of networking. Um, it, it's not something that came, <laughs> that came easily to me, the idea of the... Um, I've never been to one, but I've heard of them, the cocktail events at uh, big firms when you're applying for clerkships filled me with terror. But as I've gone on, for me at least, it's not so much about that, um, what, what might be a very superficial form of networking, just putting your face out there, but actually having um, mentors, having people that have gone through the same things that you have and developing um, developing a relationship there because it, it, it's made for me at least that jump from um, studying to practice that much easier and it's I, there's no one way there's no easy way to um, I think uh, do that but if if you are putting yourself out there and, and you are trying to get involved in things um, I, I would hope those things come around um, mm. organically mm. Yeah, do you, do you find the professions fairly collegial at times? Oh, incredibly collegial, <laughs> especially mm. the criminal um, the criminal law. And then on a sort of smaller scale, the, the Aboriginal legal service, it's, mm -hmm. you couldn't do this job without, without your colleagues. Um, you, you rely on them so, so much and everybody really is there um, for the most part to help yeah. everybody else out. And, and I've certainly, especially... Um, in the early days in this job, and even now, of course, I, I really relied on on those colleagues to get me through. Mm, no, that's very true. It's good to know. Tell me, what other personal skills do you think are vital if someone was considering a role like yours? I, I think the vital personal skills are, are really skills that are common to every job, but essential um, when you're working in these uh, 
perhaps less resourced, uh, high pressure environments. You, you need those um, organizational and time management skills really down pat. Otherwise things are gonna just get away from you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes very good sense. <laughs> and I imagine you have to have a fair amount of courage to be thrown into the deep end on a regular basis. So still nerves of steel, no doubt. Once once you're here, it just you just let it wash over you. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Every you, you'll get through it. Everybody, um, everybody gets through it. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting. So obviously in your role acting for Indigenous people, um, behaving in a culturally competent mm. way is pretty critical. Um, can you tell me what does that look like in your job? Well, you every day, well, almost every day, you're um, taking instructions from dealing with people who've experienced you know, lasting effects of colonisation and dispossession. And that expresses itself in a number of different ways and, and requires quite a bit of understanding. Now, I couldn't, as somebody that grew up in the suburbs of Sydney, couldn't possibly come close to um, truly understanding what, what, what that means. But you're put in this privileged and trusted position as a solicitor. And to make submissions on sentence about a client's upbringing requires you to have those quite difficult and tricky conversations. And mm. at least for me, my, my understanding of that cultural com competency so far is um, acting in a way that means that your clients trust you enough, A, to divulge that information to you and trust that um, you're using it in a way to in, in their best interests. Um, mm. I'd be hard pressed to, <laughs> to, to create a list of, of things you um, do on a day-to-day -day basis to get to that position. Um, but I, I think I think a lot of it comes down to um, how you engage with the clients and and really conveying that, that you're there to assist, you're there to listen. Um, and I think we're very lucky, especially in Moree, that the Aboriginal Legal Service does have a good relationship um, with the community and that trust has been built up over a number of years. And so when I come in as a fresh face solicitor, um, I'm not starting from square one as, as that solicitor, there's an element of trust there. But mm. of course, you, you, but that's something that you need to build on by, by proving that you're competent mm. and, um, and that you're working in your client's best interest. Yeah, relationship capital is really critical. Yeah. So if you had to give your top three tips for law students while they're studying at law school, because you've been there and done that, now, now you know what it's like, tell me what your top three tips would be. Um, I've, I've said this one before, and it's, it's trying to get involved in as much as you can um, outside, outside the classroom in whatever form that takes and whatever you feel comfortable with. Now, that's quite a privileged position. I went to law school as somebody who was living at home, um, didn't have to support myself, um, didn't, didn't have a full-time job that I was trying to keep up outside the, outside the classroom. And I had a number of uh, colleagues, classmates in, in that position, and it really limits those options. But there were definitely some who had that more difficult outside of university experience that were able to, to the extent that they were, engage with those extracurriculars and that comes back to the networking point. Um, mm. that, that's what I found most, most useful. Um, I guess a, a, another point would simply be um, try to enjoy it. Uh, I think 
law attracts can attract a certain kind of personality um, with a very narrow focus on um, high achievement and in retrospect while you definitely need that to to um to, to go places at the same time it, it's a it can be a particularly special time that that um university experience i remember i was in a situation once where i was choosing between two subjects one that i thought would really help my career and one that involved um a couple of weeks overseas and i remember talking to uh senior practitioner and just saying look I'm really struggling between these two two options and he sort of laughed at me and he said mate the opportunities to work are always going to be there for you go overseas when you can and um now I've got a little bit of uh, I'm a little bit removed from that university environment he was 100% right um you don't get this opportunity again and as long as it's not having too much of an effect on on how um you're going with your units. I think trying to enjoy it's a really big, really big part of it. That's great advice. Enjoy, enjoy the ride. It's exactly right. So, uh, tell me, how important is it in your job keeping on top of the law? Absolutely essential. When you're appearing, um, appearing in front of magistrates on a day-to-day basis, when you're arguing points of law, when you're relying on statute, you need to um, actually mm. have the right stuff mm. um, in front of you. Yep. Yep. So how do you do this? How do you keep on top of the law if it's changing all the time? It goes back to that collegiate point. Um, obviously, we're provided training uh, as we, within the Aboriginal Legal Service when new legislation or a particularly um, big change in, in the, the common law comes about. We'll usually be provided some, some form of um, training in that. But um, the, the other great thing is, is that the lawyers themselves it's very often that we're receiving emails from um, other, other colleagues just saying, hey, have a check, at, have a look at this case. It's come out recently. Mm. Here, are, here are the main points. And I find that a lot um, very helpful and a lot easier than, than what I think I should be doing and having a Jaden news alert for any issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never, I never find myself... Uh, getting through those uh, satisfactorily so um relying on others has has been really important mm, no that's great um all right well here's my strange question for you what would be the best book you've ever read i've um i've struggled with this one because i think it it you know changes from year <laughs> year. um I, I i read the book a winner recently shami bain and, and that was pretty um a pretty fantastic read um and I found the the parallels between the disadvantage experienced by that that young fella um, over in Scotland and and what I see on a day to day basis quite interesting. And um, I don't know if it's the best book I've ever read, but it's the best book I've read recently. So that's great. Well, it's good to see you've got time to read things other than uh, Jade uh, news updates as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, Simon, thanks so much for your time. It's been really fascinating speaking with you. And thank you, Simon Poplin, for sharing uh, a glimpse into your world. No worries. Thanks for having me.